Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, one sec. Oh, you are live on the air. Nico House. Oh, snaps. I'm live, everybody. Oh, God. I don't know what to do. I'm not prepared for this. I think I'm supposed to do a show today, and I have absolutely nothing. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, welcome to Mikasa Sukasa, everybody. I am Nico House, your radio show host. And uh, we have a lot to talk about today because, essentially, it's been a very, very long week. Actually, since Trump has been president, since Bernie is not the president, since Jill Stein is still awesome, since Tulsi is still getting attacked by the establishment, since the military industrial complex is still alive and well, every week has been a long week. And we all fear for our lives. I actually have a bomb shelter being prepared in my closet as we speak. It's not much. It's just a couple of trash bags and um, some tequila. So I hope that will help get me through the Holocaust, the nuclear Holocaust. <laughs> It's Patron, if that helps. I think that makes a pretty big difference, right? So, um, but we have a long, long um, list of things to talk about today. First of all, I want to talk about some housekeeping things. We have a lot of things coming up. Um, first of all, the Climate Change March, as many of you know, is this Saturday all over the country. But I am in Miami. So if you wanted to meet me, or come out and support the Climate Change March in Miami. It is going to be Saturday, tomorrow, um, 1 to 4 p.m., 341 Southwest 4th Street. That address again is 341 Southwest 4th Street in Miami, Florida, 1 to 4 p.m. I shall be there sweating it up, walking and complaining about the heat, but having a smile on my face the whole time I'm doing it because climate change is real. We have to do something about it. And it's not just about climate change. It's really about we need to take care of our home. I shouldn't. It's like marching for climate change, having to march for climate change um, in the current state of affairs. It's kind of ridiculous. Right. When you think about it, we have to do it. But it's kind of that's like, you know, you're you having to march around your house. You're married. Right. And you got to march around your house to tell your significant other to clean up after themselves or like your kids or your, your, your kids have to march around the house saying, mom, take care of me. Make sure the floor isn't dirty. Why are you doing this to me? I keep breathing in dust everywhere I go. I'm dying here. Like that's what it is. That's what we're essentially doing when we have to have a climate change mark. This is our home. It shouldn't be that difficult. It really isn't that difficult, but you know, money and all that good stuff um, seems to, to, seems to rule the world. And because of that, uh, people have let our, our uh, the, the well-being of our planet fall to the wayside. We can't allow that any longer. Um, Bernie Sanders, 
uh, along with some other senators, did some uh, pretty revolutionary stuff, introducing a climate change 100% renewable resource piece of legislation yesterday. And so I hope that gets passed. I hope it goes through. Republican Congress, Republican Senate, doubt it. But it's a start, right? It's a start. Um, at least people are out there fighting for us. So next thing. Um, as many of you know, there was a group called Bernie or Bust that I am actually on the executive committee of that changed their name, obviously, in light of the election being over, to revolt against plutocracy. Many of you probably were at the Philadelphia rally where we held a big, huge protest and, uh, and, uh, like outside of City Hall um, in the downtown Philadelphia. And I gave a speech, Joe Stein gave a speech, Lee Cam gave a speech, Tim Black gave a speech, Claudia gave a speech, Debbie Lu, uh, Desi Luzigman, the same progressive, gave a speech. Um, and so that same group, Revolt Against Plutocracy, who has set up all these events, um, is actually starting a YouTube channel. Um, and they started one already. And you just go to revoltagainstplutocracy.com, and here's what I'll do. I'll even post the link in the Facebook so you all can follow it and just just go straight there after the video is over. And I'll post it again at the end of the video so that it's easier to access. Um, but essentially, I'm, I'm obviously going to be one of the people covering um, events and doing something and then being a, a contributor, commentator, doing what we do. We're going to be doing interviews with other commentators from other independent uh, journalists. We're going to be doing interviews with each other. You know, doing what we do. You do get different perspectives on the same issues, which is always important because perspective is everything. Um, hopefully, uh, we'll, we'll do a little bit more of what I like to do here. You know, I just I like contributing wherever I can, however I can, because these issues, these issues are not only important to you, but they're important to me as well. And they're also important to all the people that I work with. And that's why I work with them. I think it should be awesome. Uh, and we're excited to get started. We're supposed to be dropping a video on May Day, a couple of videos on May Day. So um, looking forward to that. Next, Truth Against the Machine. For those of you who don't know what Truth Against the Machine is, it is Jordan Sheraton's pretty much total investigative journalism coverage of the United States of America. Seems like the guy has journalists in every state. I am also a contributor to that as well. But um, we have hundreds, well, not hundreds. I think we have like 50 or 60 contributors. Um, it's doing very well. Uh, a lot of people are writing for it. A lot of people are doing videos for it. I'm actually doing a video for it. Um, I'm doing two videos for Truth Against the Machine this weekend. Just I do basic uh, for Florida coverage. But uh, Truth Against the Machine is very easy to find. Just type in Truth Against the Machine in your Facebook link, on YouTube. Even We even have a website, and you can do it. And you can uh, look at all the videos, look at videos that myself, or that I contribute, and that other people contribute as well. Um, finally, um, uh, finally, we you know have to, the Patreon account. For those of you who don't know what Patreon is, it allows you to make monthly contributions to the show to help us evolve. We get better equipment with the Patreon account. I was able to get my microphone, which makes me sound pretty awesome, if I do say so myself. I was able to get my uh, limited data for my iPad, which allows me in times where I'm in a transition period or if I'm traveling or if I'm doing or if I just simply don't have any Wi-Fi whatsoever. I have my iPad. It allows me to still broadcast to you much like I was doing for my vehicle um, when I first moved down to Miami. Um, 
It also gave me my microphone st or my my camera stand. Um, I mean, this 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 the when you guys donate and help me, it helps bring better quality to you. And when I can give you better quality, we can actually expand the show, and then I can start focusing more on the show and less on making money to pay my bills. So. <laughs> um, and so when I can expand the show, it's just it's just better. It's, it's it's more fun for me because I like bringing better quality. It's more it'll be more fun for you. And then when people say, "Hey, who's this random guy that you shared on my timeline who's just shooting a video from his iPhone on Facebook Live?" And next time it'll be like you shooting a video, or you get sending a video of somebody getting shot on a professional camera with some professional editing, you know, using cool or uh, pro. What's the damn editing program? I'm a Pro Tools or a Pro Pro Edit Edit Pro MacBook Window thing when you edit videos and stuff like that. So, um, but no, we want to give you better quality. We want to give everybody else better quality because it helps us grow. It helps us reach more people. And if you like the message that I give, when I like the message I give, I I, I have to like it. Or else I wouldn't be doing this. But I love the messages. I love the, I love the interactions. Um, I love you know reporting, and it, it allows me to report more when I can get donations, because um, it allows me to focus more on my show uh, and evolve the show and progress the show in ways that you simply cannot do without getting better equipment, and you all help me um, do that. Ha, Jordy, Jordy got it, Final Cut Pro, there you go. Final Cut Pro. <laughs> um, and I'm posting the link into the Patreon account as well, and you can just donate there. Five, 10, $20 a month, it's fairly simple, fairly easy, helps the show evolve, and I really, 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 really appreciate it. Um, so with that being said, I think that's everything is for, for housekeeping, and we're gonna go ahead and get into the show now that our audience is finally here. First things first, ladies and gentlemen, um, as many of you probably know by now, the article has been passed around everywhere. My video has been shared a lot from covering this earlier this week. But I just wanted to give some more context to the issue. Uh, Jeff Weaver, Bernie Sanders campaign manager, decided, you know what? You know what? I don't care. I got to cut a deal because I don't think Bernie's going to win. He's obviously cheated. It's really not really. It's, it's, nobody's surprised by this. He's probably not going to win. So let me cut a deal just in case. So a week, not a day before, not the day of, not a couple of days before, a week, a whole entire week before the convention, Mook, um, Hillary Clinton's campaign manager, and Jeff Weaver, Bernie Sanders' campaign manager, so they're going to have a little sit-down, right? They're going to have a little sit-down. They said, uh, hey, man, look, we know nobody likes Hillary, okay? Nobody likes Hillary. Mook, this is Mook. I'm being Mook right now. I don't know if this is actually how he sounds, but I'm just going to take a wild guess and say this is how he sounds. He said, hey, man, because the evil guy always has a raspy voice. At least that's what movies have taught me so anyway hey hey jeff we all know nobody likes hillary okay we know this burning your bus is going to be a problem and i heard that you haven't been doing the best back in vermont vermont's job growth is absolutely pitiful it's absolutely pitiful there's not really any big political jobs going on in vermont and uh to be quite honest this campaign showed you're really not that good at your job anyway so would you really get hired after all this? I'm not sure. Probably not. So how about we do something? How about me and you broker a deal? And Jeff was like, um, what kind of deal? What are we talking about? 
And we don't actually know what this deal entails as far as what Jeff Weaver got out of it. My guess is, actually, I don't know what Jeff Weaver got out of this. But we do know what happened. We do know that Jeff Weaver sat at that table behind the stage and assisted in silencing Bernie Sanders supporters at the convention. He assisted in blacking out um, any type of dissent towards Hillary Clinton. And this was, this, what's very disconcerting, disconcerting to me is the fact that they keep, they, the, the broker the deal part is what, what, what messes with me because I don't understand what the Sanders came, and this is why I say Sanders didn't know about it because I don't understand what the Sanders campaign gets out of it because at this moment, as we know, because this is the week before the convention, so the platform committee had already been established. Bernie Sanders still ended up running as far as as far as uh, nominated getting nominated by Tulsi Gabbard, right? So still nominated by Tulsi Gabbard, still had the little runoff, the roll call voting. So it wasn't. I don't think it was that because he said he was doing that regardless, right? So I don't know what Jeff Weaver got out of this, and to be quite honest, it probably was something that was going to have to do with Jeff Weaver working with Hillary Clinton after the election was over. <laughs> had she won, <laughs> but she didn't <laughs> because we told her that she would lose. We said this over and over and over and over and over. We said, you know, Hillary Clinton only wins a situation where she has a ridiculously substantive lead over her candidate. So it says every poll that has ever been done involving Hillary Clinton. And if she doesn't have a substantive lead over her, over her candidate, she loses. Um, but she hasn't actually lost because she ran in New York, but she almost lost twice. So as far as a primary, and then she almost lost in the actual election, but she pulled out by the skin of her teeth. But the problem was, for those of you who don't know, why we knew Hillary Clinton was going to lose, at least those of us who can, you know, practice commonsensical analysis. Trump brought in more people into the Democratic Party than anybody else ever. Now, I don't like Trump. I'm not a fan of this man. Oh, not even a little bit whatsoever. But you have to admire what he did from uh, an, an, an like analysis standpoint, because once it came down to him versus Hillary, he won his nomination, defeating the establishment by bringing people into the party, whereas Hillary Clinton won her nomination, aligning with the establishment and keeping people out of the party. And the simple numbers would tell you the way that Democrats win every single general election is because there was far more registered Democrats than there were Republicans. But when you're switching registrations, dropping people from their voter rolls, and all of those things seem to be you know, benefiting you more than anyone else, those people, every single, I'm talking about hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands, were pissed because guess where she was doing this? In states where she needed the votes the most. Like, I'm saying states that she needs the votes the most in the general election. So she can drop 150,000, 200,000, 300,000 in, in California or New York. She's still going to win California and New York. But you do that in Michigan. You do that in Ohio. You do that in Colorado. You do that in 
Florida. You do that in Alabama, Kansas, Arkansas. Those places, yeah, those people, Arizona, they're going to remember. And you did this to millions in Arizona. And you thought that you were just going to turn around, hey, hey, guys, I know the primary was a little rough. And we all did things that we probably regret. I don't regret it, but we probably did things that we regret. And the general election's back. I'm not actually showing up because I don't care. Um, I think I can win this day anyway without you. This is just a Skype call, and it's really not even a Skype call. I'm just going to leave a message on your answering machine because I don't want to waste my time with you guys. But you mind voting for me come the general election? Is that cool? I know I dropped your registrations. I know I switched all of them. I know that you have a lawsuit going on, and I told everybody in mainstream media not to cover that particular lawsuit because then it would expose that the only people that the voter registration dropped uh, drops benefited was me. But hey, do you mind voting for me anyway? That's what Hillary Clinton thought was going to happen because that's what would have had to happen. Every single person who got their registration dropped and or switched and every person connected to those people, every person who had made a decision about who they were going to vote for that were connected to those people would have had to all forgive her, forgive her. And then on top of that, she would have had to galvanize others who were just sick of her bullshit regardless of what happened between her and Bernie Sanders because people really underestimate how unpopular Hillary Clinton was. She was not a well-liked person. She's a robot, first of all. She has a lot of issues as far as her, 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 her disparity, but with disparity in the Clinton Foundation between the women wages compared to the men her comfort, her comfort, comfort, uh, her comfort with the military industrial complex, um, um, you know, giving funding to governments that give funding to terrorists directly that we know for a fact give money to terrorists, things like that. Right. So we all knew she was going to lose. But Jeff Weaver didn't know. Apparently, Jeff Weaver was on his own little world. He said, I got to get what I can get in where I fit in. I got to make this deal. OK, so he made the deal. And then we're, we're the observer is the one who covered this article and covered what Jeff Weaver um, what was quoted <clears throat> by the, the the authors of the book Shattered, the Hillary Clinton tell all about the goings on in the campaign, the ugly sides of it. And I don't want anybody to get it twisted. OK, they don't like Bernie Sanders, but it's not nice about her. It's not the, the book is not nice. To Hillary Clinton. They still maintain that Hillary Clinton would have won if it wasn't for Bernie Sanders. So it's a very interesting dynamic when you think about it, because it seems like they actually cover the situation between Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton pretty even handedly, even though they don't like the the they don't they don't agree that Bernie Sanders should have went, went about his campaign the way that he did, even though nobody really believes that. But Hillary supporters anyway. Um, so what they said was. <clears throat> Whoo. This is just a quote. It gets me riled up. I was in Philly. I was in Philly. And, and, and this man, Jeff Weaver, had us convinced like people did. I'm not. OK. Anyway, I'm going I'm going to that afterwards. Whew. Y'all, it gets me so hype. It, it gets me hype. I get hot thinking about Philadelphia. If, and if, if anybody was there, if anybody on the radio, anybody on Facebook were there, they know exactly why I get pissed off about it. Um, but this is a quote. When Bernie delivered a speech to his delegates in a ballroom at the nearby Philadelphia Convention Center, they booed lustily when he spoke of his rival. Mook lost his temper because Mook was in the room. Mook was in the room when Bernie 
said something, 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 Hillary Clinton. Everybody booed. I was watching from television, and I booed. I booed just, you know, while I was driving on the way to the convention because I was practicing my booing. I was saying to myself in my head, hey, I'm, I'm uh, Bernie Sanders, and I'm going to uh, endorse Hillary Clinton. But, uh, boo! I did that in my head. When I said it in my head, and then I booed out loud. So I wanted to make sure that it came from the, it was a harsh, soulful boo. Boo, Bernie. I love you, but boo. I was practicing. So not surprised that they booed, right? Okay. Said so Mook lost his temper. He picked up his phone. Hey, guys, I got a great new deal for you. It's called Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service. Now, I want you to take out a pen and paper and write down Opperman 50, O-P-P-E-R-M-A-N 5-0. Now, Factor's delicious ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan veggie, and more. Uh, there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Two-minute meals. Fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat wherever you are. Snacks, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout. And every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. Flexible for your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or schedule your deliveries anytime. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping, no cooking, no cleanup needed. Now head to factormeals.com front slash opperman50 and then you use code opperman50 to get 50% off. That's code opperman50 at factormeals.com front slash opperman50. O P P E R M A N 50 to get 50% off. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Endowed Weaver. What the fuck are you doing? Quote. This is a quote that Mook said to Jeff Weaver. What the fuck are you doing? Wrote Allen and Parnes and Shattered. Mook and Weaver were both afraid the convention would turn into a Clinton protest, so they had a contingency plan. About a week before the convention, this is another quote, about a week before the convention, they had put together a joint command operation behind the arena stage, the boiler room, a big open space filled with long tables, folding chairs, and telephones functioned as a nerve center for which the two camps could exert control over their delegates during the four-day program. The room, which is filled with Clinton and Sanders aides, had a text communication list 
to alert all staff of potential problems during the convention, which actually isn't the, the, the communications list is not really that out of the ordinary. And the, the, the um, like trying to maintain the convention is not really that out of the ordinary either because you wanna make sure you have control over everybody in case anything crazy goes down. So let's not take that out of control. Uh, but <clears throat> a leaked email, whoo, leaked emails coming back to bite everybody in the ass like it has been since 2016, a leaked email revealed that Clinton, the Clinton campaign completed a unity check. Unity check, whoo, unity checks. And we can all guess what that entails on Sanders delegates to research the likelihood of them supporting Hillary Clinton. No more war chants from Sanders delegates were met with orchestrated responses of USA chants from Clinton delegates. Sanders signs were taken from Sanders delegates. I remember so clearly. I remember this is like, man, flashbacks. Sanders signs were being taken from Sanders delegates and their lights were shut off if they spoke out. The Clinton campaign forbade Sanders, the Clinton campaign, the Clinton campaign, the Clinton campaign forbade, not the DNC convention, not Debbie Washington Schultz because Hillary, Hillary has been using Debbie Washington Schultz as a fucking scapegoat. Let's be very clear about that. I do not like Debbie Washington Schultz, but Hillary has been able to dodge a lot of criticism by using Debbie Washington Schultz as scapegoat. But what you are hearing right here, ladies and gentlemen, from two of Clinton's top campaign staff members, the Clinton campaign forbade Sanders surrogate Nina Turner from introducing Bernie Sanders at the convention. And if you don't know why, imagine what it sounds like when Michelle Obama is going up and praising Hillary Clinton, which we know Michelle Obama does not like Hillary Clinton, and Nina Turner, a raw, a honest, a truthful senator from Ohio with, good God, as black as you could possibly be as a black woman, I love Nina Turner to death because she's raw. And you know what she's going to say? This is the man who was marching with us during civil rights. This is the man who has been fighting for African-Americans. This is the man who has been fighting for black women and black men everywhere. This is the man who has been fighting against the military industrial complex. And you think Hillary Clinton was going to allow Nina Turner to go up there? Oh, God, no, no, no. Because then everybody, because trust me, black people, we have a black sense. I'm not going to lie. This is, this is real talk. And I think every, every, everybody who's a minority can, 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 can attest to this. When you walk into a room, you know when you have to dap somebody up versus when you have to shake their hand, right? Nina Turner is the one when you walk into the room, you dap them up because she's real. She's raw and everybody understands this and you get that sense from her immediately when, you, when she talks because she doesn't hold anything back. And so that would immediately immediately split the convention. The convention was already split. Bernie Sanders already had won the, the roll call twice before they cheated and then Hillary magically found delegates to make her the winner of the primary. So the, the Clinton campaign stopped Nina Turner from introducing Bernie Sanders. The flash speed communication network would turn out to be a major factor in transforming what was a tumultuous, uh, tumultuous convention, excuse me, inside the hall into a unified one on television.
That is, it looked a lot different to folks watching at home than it did to participants inside an arena with plenty of anti-Clinton Bernie delegates. Mm-mm-mm. And Jeff Weaver was a part of it all. Now, as many of you know, the only reason half of you know who I am is because of the information that I revealed about the potential for Bernie's uh, campaign to be that, or that, that he was probably infiltrated. And it's not probably. He was. He absolutely was. And for a long time, I mean, I mentioned Jeff's name, but I tried to, with my heart and soul to keep it out because what essentially ends up meaning at the end of the day is that Jeff was kind of behind all the hires because Bernie doesn't hire people. Like, for those of you who don't know, Bernie doesn't hire all of his staffers. He doesn't hire the people in the high places either. He might sign off on them because, well, he doesn't work with the, he doesn't work with the establishment, so he doesn't know, like, who he can and can't trust. He didn't know that Hillary Clinton was going to try to cheat to this degree. Nobody would have guessed this, right? And at minimum, he thought Jeff Weaver was going to be on his side. Now, it is speculated by some that Bernie Sanders actually knew about the, 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 the plan to, to silence the delegates. But that's not true. That's not really true. And don't start spreading that false rumor. I will say that he probably knew about the, the trying to mitigate some of the, some of the circumstances of the convention because he didn't want it to be about him. I can probably say that, that he himself probably even wanted to mitigate, but not silence. Not the man who said, this is not about me, this is about you all. Not the man whose wife stood up and said that we have to speak out. Multiple times, on television, in speeches, on Twitter. Not the man whose wife, Jane O'Mara Sanders, said and retweeted her, retweeted Bernie Sanders' video of him saying, if I tell you who to vote for, don't listen to me. Right before the general election. Don't believe everything you, what is it, believe half of what you hear and none of what you see? You got to read between the lines when it comes to politics, ladies and gentlemen. Jeff Weaver is a slimy, conniving, oh man, oh Jesus, it's so, it pisses me off so bad, yo. I get so mad when I think about, if you were at the convention, you understand. For some of you who are watching the convention from Facebook, because we were all Facebook Live, and you understand. So many people were silenced. A senator, former senator, was silenced. Nina, Nina Turner. Because of who she was, because of because of how genuine she was, she was silenced. It's scary. People don't know about the line of police cars that were lined up outside of the convention because of the protesters. <sighs> that was a sad day for democracy. It really was. But we got to move on. We got to move on. For those of you who are watching, just once again, um, to help the show evolve, I'd appreciate it if you would go to the Patreon link 
to donate. You can become a monthly donor, $5, 10 $20, however much you can to help out. Um, will be absolutely awesome. Helps us bring a better quality show and allows me to do much more for you and bring you more analysis of this modern political arena that we call, uh, I don't even know what to call it anymore. Sorry, I'm, I'm, y'all understand. I'm, I'm, these fla- I'm having flashbacks to the, uh, the, of the convention. It's, I, man, I think I cried at some point. I legitimately think I cried at some point. Ah, uh, you know when? I cried whenever Bernie got up and started speaking. I think almost everybody. I think that is, I legitimately think for, for independents or for Bernie supporters, the moment that Bernie Sanders got up and started speaking, and I'm not exaggerating, is, is almost as significant to American history. It's the same feeling, but in the opposite. In the opposite sense. As in, when you, you know how to say, you remember where you were at when 9-11 happened? That's how I feel when I think of that day that Bernie spoke at the DNC convention and you saw people falling to the ground, crying, because he's, when he walked onto the stage. It was insane. The rush of emotion. It was crazy. And when you think about, like, like I said, a man who, who, can, who can unite, an, an idea of a man who can unite like that, that's something, that's powerful. But what's, even, what, what's scary to me is how powerful the force is that can silence a man like that with all the influence, really, at this point, still, all the influence in the world. And they silenced him like that to put a woman that was never qualified to be president to begin with in power. And obviously she wasn't. She lost horribly. She got destroyed. So anyway, moving on before I get pissed again. <laughs> Bernie Sanders' complacency with the military-industrial complex. Now, I did a little a little segment on this yesterday on my Facebook Live feed, but I'm going to cover a little bit again. I'm going to try to provide some context and articles and things like that so that some of you all realize how ridiculous you sound. How naive you sound when you're like, Bernie loves the military industrial complex. He wants to go to war. <laughs> He's, man, come on, really, let's get realistic. I know some of us are trying to find an outlet for our anger, but let's try to find a realistic outlet for our anger and not just like be mad at people because they broke your heart. It's like when you break up with your boyfriend or your girlfriend and every time they, every time something bad happens in your life, it's their fault now. Like, you put your Hot Pocket in the microwave, and then the Hot Pocket busts open from the side, so all your cheese and your pepperoni leaked out, and you like, you know why? You know what happened? You know what happened? Because you, you broke my heart, man. My Hot Pocket would still be intact to this day if she didn't break my heart. Your TV goes out, your cat, your, your dog knocks down your TV, and you say, you know why he knocking down that TV? Because she broke my heart. That TV is a representation. You see the shattered glass? It's a representation of how I feel on the inside. That is what people are trying to do to Bernie Sanders, essentially. Okay? <laughs> Stop reaching. And I'm going to explain what, the, what I mean by reaching. So there's been this, this epidemic of people talking about Bernie Sanders' record with the military-industrial complex. But 
They're not telling you anything. They're just saying his record, 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 his record. Man, if I had a dollar for every time somebody talks about somebody's record without providing any context, God, I would be so much richer than what I am right now because I am really poor. But his record says the opposite of complacency with the military industrial complex. What his record actually does show, however, is compassion for the people that reside in his state, for the military that has fought. Because if you understand why people join the military, if you say you understand the, the say you understand economics in the United States right now, you know where we're at. You know where people are at when the stock market crashed. You know that people were jobless. No, we should not have been in the war in Iraq. No, we should not have been in the war in Afghanistan. But that is how people are trapped. They trap you with the GI Bill. I used it, but I was traveling because I had no other options. They trap you with benefits that are human rights, like health care. They trap you with overseas money, tax-free money. They trap you with benefits for your family, a livelihood for your family. You go overseas, you come back destroyed mentally, sometimes, a lot of the times physically. And you know the type of stuff Bernie Sanders votes for? He does vote for budget increases. Why? Because our soldiers need it. There were a lot of people who ended up overseas that had no intention on wielding a gun. There were a lot of people who went overseas, medics, who help everybody. That's what a lot of people end up becoming when they don't want to be, when they want to choose, quote unquote, choose a side. They, they become medics. They want to help anybody they can. And guess what happens? They do help most people, but they get hurt. They end up having PTSD. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Sleep apnea. Anxiety. They need benefits that they can't receive because we invest in weaponry and we don't invest in people. Like every other facet of our economy. That's the type of legislation that Bernie Sanders votes for. Everything that Bernie Sanders has done that would, would appear on the surface as being complicit, whether it be the military industrial complex or even being cozy with, with quote unquote, the NRA, even though we have like a D minus rating for the NRA. It's always nuanced voting. No, it doesn't, it doesn't appear nice. But then when you read the legislation and hear what he was trying to do, 
It always sounds I was like, oh, well, okay, I guess that makes sense, right? So here's an example of that. And this is something that a lot of people have maybe harped on um, maybe in, like early in the election. This article is from July 12th, 2016. Um, and it is talking about the F-35 Lightning II radar evading stealth fighter jet whose cost overruns and development delays have generated many headlines. This is, this is a big thing in the military world, right? <clears throat> the plan is for, it's supposed to cost 1.5 trillion over 55 years, which actually isn't that, really that much. The whole, like, the, the entire plan is um, 1.5 trillion. So, so, like, the plane, the, the cost to pay the workers, the, 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 the technology, all that stuff, 1.5 trillion. The plan for Vermont Air National Guard based in Burlington National Airport to be the first to get the plane, replacing the aging F-16 starting in 2019. It will be the first time the Air Force puts a new fighter-bomber commercial airport in the U.S., and it has triggered a backlash among local residents residents over noise and other environmental issues. Last week, a federal judge heard arguments over a lawsuit against the U.S. Air Force regarding the F-35 fighter jets. During the recent Democratic primary campaign, however, Sanders contrasted his policies uh, with the more hawkish ones put forth by former Secretary of State and presumptive nominee. <laughs> they were still calling her presumptive nominee. Good God. Sorry, man. <laughs> Hillary Clinton. So his involvement is in a costly project for the military industrial complex may seem to clash with his rhetoric in a February article called Bernie Sanders loves this one trillion dollar war machine. The Daily Beast took the senator to task for that very thing. Now, I love this article because I love how they actually contextualize why Bernie Sanders is doing this. A closer look, however, suggests that the senator has been doing what he was elected to do, seeing to it that his state enjoys a steady flow of jobs in dollars. Now, I cannot really stress enough how important it is for Vermont to see a steady flow of jobs in dollars. And I cannot stress how important it is for us to look at the benefits that Vermont has had from seeing a steady flow of jobs in dollars. So for one, for those of you who don't know, I think a lot of you who live in the Northeast probably understand this. There is a huge drug problem in places like Vermont, in places like Maine, there's a huge heroin problem because there's not a lot to do. There's not really any drugs. There's not really any opportunity. Most of the people who end up staying in, in Vermont, like not Burlington, perhaps, but even in Burlington, um, they don't ha they, they stay there because they don't have a way out a lot of the times. Some stay because they love it, but some stay because they were raised there their entire lives, their whole family was raised there, but that, you just don't have anything to do. And when there's no opportunity, I know from experience, because we've seen this in, in inner cities, we see this in, in bad neighborhoods and ghettos and urban areas. There's no opportunity. We're going to do bad things. Burlington is a great place. Bernie Sanders wants to keep it a great place. So he has to create jobs. Now, some would say, well, why would he do this particular thing? Well, for one, <clears throat> this figure I'll start from the top. The F-35 accounts for over 1,400 direct and indirect jobs. That's huge. 
for Vermont. 1,400 jobs for Vermont is a lot, okay? So with an economic impact of over 124 million in Vermont. Now, once again, this is the same 124 million where some of it, highly likely, especially because this is in Burlington, some of it went to the, you know, the fact that now Burlington is 100% or 99% renewable energy, reliable. The F-35 International Communication Manager for Lockheed Martin, this figure accounts not only for 1,100 jobs for the Vermont Air National Guard, but with jobs within the aerospace sector and other local businesses. With 45 states in Puerto Rico who are involved in the production of the aircraft, Vermont specifically is home to three supplier locations. 1,400 jobs may not sound like a lot, but in Chittenden County, where Burlington is located, which has a population of only 161,000 people, it would have an enormous negative impact on local economy if 1,400 of those people all simultaneously became unemployed. Now, what people do not know is that Vermont is actually known for its aerospace program, and they were trying to maintain and use that the, uh, the renowned nature of their aerospace programs to serve to to circulate more job, more uh, economic growth in a state that is very very hard to do so, and so it's not a bad thing. First of all, to invest in defense because I do believe in investing investing in defense because we do have enemies out there. That's I don't really disagree with that. I've never I disagree with investing hundreds of trillions of dollars into the military industrial complex and then saying we can't have free education and then saying we can't have Medicare for all single payer health care and then saying we can't feed children and then say, you know, that's what I mostly have a problem with or then going out and attacking people for no apparent reason for for nothing but oil. And then saying when they come back, we can't take care of our soldiers. And then say when they come back that we can't take care of those soldiers' families. That's what I have a problem with. I don't have a problem with investing in defense. I don't have a problem with investing in the defense of the American people, the United States citizens, or anyone who falls under our umbrella. I don't have a problem with that. And I think that you have a problem with that you're kind of naive about how the world works. But the same man, this is he would be a hypocrite. <clears throat> If this wasn't the same man who will invest in a plane, it's just one plane, by the way. It's literally one stealth plane. <laughs> he will invest in a plane for a job, for 1,400 jobs that would dramatically help the economy of Vermont, in Burlington specifically, which is where he used to be the mayor. 142 Oh, excuse me. I, don't want to, I mixed up the numbers. $124 million would surge into Vermont. And it's the same Burlington, Vermont, that uh, shortly after this was signed, actually, shortly after the account was picked up, go 90, 100, what, 99% renewable energy? But guess what he also does? He's also saying we should have that type of money put into Medicare for all. He's also saying we need that type of money put into uh, to, 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 to education. He's also saying we need to have that much money put in Social Security to make sure our senior citizens who have earned their Social Security paycheck are taken care of and not have Republicans steal money out of Social Security. Ronald fucking Reagan.
That's not complacency within the military industrial complex at all. Kind of that's the, that's the opposite. It would be different if Bernie was foregoing like other expenses, like saying, no, we can't take care of our troops. We have to have these planes. We can't take care of our children. We have to have these planes. We can't take care of our homeless. We have to have these planes. That's not what he did. He took a project, invested in jobs, a project that's not going to be done for a long time, unfortunately, I would say, after he even passes. But that's not, that's not supporting the military-industrial complex. Because let me tell you a couple of quotes from Bernie Sanders. Bernie says, and I quote, it's one of my favorite quotes from him, if you think it's too expensive to take care of veterans, don't send them to war. What person have you, what hawk has ever said anything of the sort? He also says that he's not fond of Assad. He calls Assad a war criminal. He says that Assad was responsible for chemical attacks. I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't blindly align myself with everything that Bernie Sanders says. But I do agree with what he says next, which is that we cannot get in another major military quagmire in the Middle East. How in what world is that saying, I support the military-industrial complex? You know, to support the military-industrial complex, you have to make the military-industrial complex some money. And just making planes is not going to do it. You kind of have to send them to go fight somebody. And Bernie Sanders is against any scenario where you're just fighting for money. If you're just fighting with no solution, if you're just fighting to be fighting, which is why he voted against the rock. He complained about the Vietnam War and in his time. It's not complacency with the military industrial complex. Stop saying that. It's a lie. It's just not true. <laughs> you can't just take some broad brush and say because of a bill's title that he voted for, that he's complacent with the military industrial or complicit with the military industrial complex complex. It's it stop saying that. It's just simply not true. It's not. It's not. Stop. I hate that. Sorry. I really do. I don't like when people just do that's it's like I, I used the metaphor yesterday. I said that's like when people said Jill Stein is anti-vaxxer. Because she said that science is imperfect and we should make sure that if we're going to make every kid have to get these vaccines, that we should keep researching and make sure that they're safe. <gasps> Are you saying scientists aren't completely and totally infallible? How dare you, hippie? Uh, I would agree with her. I tend to agree with Joe Stein that scientists have proven time and time again, especially when every fucking FDA prescription drug commercial or pharmaceutical commercial, I hear this man talking like he's a fucking roadrunner telling me, hey, you know, just in case, um, you know, you have to don't, don't sue us because if you take this drug, you might get cancer, you might get colon cancer, you might get skin cancer, you might get throat cancer, you might get lung cancer, you might get uh, hemophilia, you might get the flu, even though there's a flu shot. You might get, <laughs> it isn't, and there's no actual proof that this medicine may work for you. If you're pregnant, don't take it. If you want to get pregnant, don't take it. If you think you're going to get pregnant one day, don't take it because you might not ever be able to get pregnant if you take it. Like, that's the stuff that we were having <laughs> to, we literally are told by these people who get sued. The FDA approved drugs from people who get sued regularly for killing people with their damn pharmaceutical drugs. Now, if you apply this logic, which I think anybody could, if you apply that same logic to vaccines, 
Because I'm not saying vaccines are horrible. I'm not saying we don't need vaccines and that vaccines don't have the place in society. But what I am saying is that you would have to be some type of dense to think that they got vaccines 100% right. And as far as we know right now, they've gotten pharmaceuticals 90% wrong. Because that's, that's how science works, right? You know, some things you get right, some things you get wrong, but the vaccine is the one thing in science that scientists got right the first time. Do you hear how stupid that sounds? Do you hear how stupid it sounds to apply a blanket logic? Let's just vax everyone with the same vaccines and expect shit to work out. Do you, does everyone take the same amount Perfect example. Everybody takes Advil at some point. Everybody's taking Tylenol at some point, right? Even if you don't take it now, for whatever reason, everybody's taking Tylenol. You know why they give you different mill? They got 250 milligrams of Advil. They give you 500 milligrams of Advil. They give you 1,000. And if you're in the military, you probably have taken all of those. <laughs> but you know why some people take 800 milligrams of Advil versus 250 milligrams? Of because people are different. We have different heights. We have different weights. We have different immune systems. Our bloodstreams are different. We need different it's nuances of solutions to problems. So y'all, nobody ever thought, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just get. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Everybody the same vaccine. It'll work out. Y'all don't hear that, how stupid that sounds? Let's get everybody the same dose, too. How, how, I know people got different blood types, but fuck it. Let's just do it. Whatever. I don't care. And then people came at Jill Stein calling her anti-vaxxer the same way they were coming at Bernie Sanders for the military industrial complex talking about something. I can't believe Jill Stein said that the FDA might not have it right. Who, what liberal progressive has ever said the FDA might not have it right? Fucking everybody. If you are a progressive, you never criticize the FDA, then you are not a progressive. Come on, man. Use your brains. Use your brains, use your brains, use your brains. We can't keep, we can't. There's like certain, there's certain ideas in the progressive world that cannot, for whatever reason, be challenged because then you're immediately insulted. You, you're, you're crazy. You're crazy for thinking that it's ever, ever, ever okay to, to, to buy a plane and fund a, the, the, the military, you know, fund a military aircraft. Any type of military innovation is horrible. 
That's stupid and naive. That's not how the real world works. You're crazy for ever saying that vaccines might not be the right. You're crazy for saying that maybe the tilt of a planet can affect climate change in the same way that man, man-made effects can, ha- uh, can have on climate change. You're crazy for, like, y'all have to stop that. All, we have to constantly challenge narratives because that is the only way we can grow, okay? Bernie Sanders constantly challenges narratives. Tulsi Gabbard constantly challenges narratives. My colleagues constantly challenge narratives. And all of us may not agree 100% of the time, but that is how we get answers. That's how we find solutions to problems. And sometimes that's how you can predict a problem before it arises. (laughs) So to end on a lighter note, (laughs) Trump (laughs) said that his job as a president is harder than his job being a crooked billionaire. Can you believe him? I, I, I couldn't believe it. I said, uh, I know I'm not reading this right, right? This man said, uh, you know, I, I, I thought, uh, I thought uh, that uh, this is going to be easier being the president. That's going to be. I thought it was going to be easier running the free world than running the company that I really don't actually run. That a bunch of other people run for me, and I had a million dollars on the start. I'm kind of speechless. I didn't think. <clears throat> now, Trump is a, a pretty stupid. Mm-mm. He's a stupid person, right? He's pretty damn stupid. But nobody really thought. Nobody really thought that. And there's no way that he went in thinking, oh, man, yeah, the presidency will be easier than being a billionaire. Nobody really thought that he would go in thinking that, right? I didn't, I gave him some kind of benefit of the doubt. This man said, you can't really go anywhere. You're always protected by Secret Service. First of all, you can't go anywhere. You're going to Florida every damn weekend and playing golf. So whatever. <laughs> I get what he means. He means he wants to go wherever he wants, whenever he wants all the time. And I get that. That's what he meant. But... You are trying to tell me that you legitimately thought (laughs) that being the president of the free world, and in a lot of ways, the ruler of the free world, if we're being completely and totally honest, is we're bombing countries without any any repercussions, was going to be easier than being a crooked billionaire who finagled his way out of any type of legitimate business practices to become that billionaire. Holy shit, we are so screwed. We need to get this man out of office ASAP. <laughs> oh, man. I looked at the article. I had such a good laugh because it's, it's been a long week for everybody. And we've been seeing some crazy stuff going on. And I looked at this article. I said, boy, Trump, Trump always lights my day sometimes, man. Trump, I can always count. If I ever get in a bad mood, I look at a Trump quote. I look at a Trump quote. I'm like, this man is a damn fool. We deserve this. We deserve him. Because <laughs> this is exactly what the United States has become. A fucking joke. He's the epitome of what our democracy has become. A joke. So, with that being said, 
Thank you all so much for watching Mikasa and Sukasa. We will be back again next week, but I will actually be announcing my new show time because my new job, um, I, because of my new job, I won't actually be here um, at seven to start. So I'm going to try to reschedule with Ed and we're going to come up with a different show time. And I will announce and let you all know when you should be back. So with that being said, I will see you all next week. We'll see you all in the in-between time. And I hope you all enjoy the show. Have a good night. Thanks.
Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.